Welcome to Seeds of Awakening. Welcome to Seeds of Awakening. I'm Forrest Dwyer. I'm Kimberly Jacobson. And this week we got to virtual <laughs> talk. Virtual <with> talk. <laughs> Everything's a virtual talk. Everything's virtual week. now. Um, with Jurian Hughes, who's so much fun to talk to. Yeah. Jurian's amazing. She um, She's a lead teacher at Kripalu. She actually founded something called the Yoga of Voice, and that's what we talked to her about. Uh, she is a co-creator of the Yoga of Yes and let your yoga dance so she does a lot of like really fun amazing um classes and if you want to learn more about her as we go she's uh, because we're in such a weird time um she's doing some virtual stuff so if you go to jurianhughes.com which we'll link in the the description um she just shot us something that she's doing a workshop of yoga voice so if this is interesting to you uh, which it was super interesting to us then on this saturday i know uh she's doing yoga voice you can actually do a virtual zoom call it's going to be Super, super fun. Um, she's an amazing teacher. We laugh a lot in this episode. Yeah. And it's um, there's moments where we get really kind of experiential with the mm-hmm. yoga of voice. So we encourage you to maybe even do some of the practices along with us. She guides us through a whole experience with breath and with sound. So if you're in a safe space where you can make <laughs> a little bit of noise and like drop into a meditation, we encourage you to try it with us. Yeah. Join us. It's... um see how it feels in your own body and last thing we wanted to mention was uh with this crazy virtual world we launched something called be light online it's extending for um as long as we're in this quarantine and probably a little bit after um too so check it out we'll put the link in the bio if you want to do some yoga with us it's going to be more than just uh yoga it's going to be a whole community with live classes and um a bunch of archive videos and, and tools and tips from really cool people. So any support is like so, so appreciated <laughs> right now. So um, we're working through this time together. Whenever you're listening, we're really always working through a time yeah. together. So even if you listen to this a year from now, we're working through it. Um, but thanks again for listening and we hope you enjoy Jurian. And as always, the song, the woods from Malachi. Thank you. So the yoga of voice is a body of work that I have been, well, I was going to say that I've been working on for the last eight years, but honestly, it has been since I had the calling to be an actor when I was about 12 years old. (laughs) And um, it is really about bringing together these two worlds that I've spent really my whole life in. I spent the first large portion of my life as an actor. And then somewhere around 40, I just got the very clear message, I am done with that calling. And I found myself moving into the world of yoga. And in the midst of that, I started to have this strong desire, maybe out of wanting to understand how it is that I, I left that one world and entered this other world, I wanted to find the commonality. I wanted to find the through line. Mm-hmm. And yoga of voice for me is really about bringing the two worlds of theater and yoga together and using tools, techniques, exercises to help 
give people a sense of embodied presence and power. And we use postures, we use breathing, we use vocal techniques from theater. Sometimes it's really playful and much more from my theater background and very childlike. And then sometimes it's very much like a yoga class. And we put yoga sound, we put sounds with yoga postures and vinyasa and warm-ups. But the overall goal of the work is to help people really feel that they get to own their own voice. Mm. And by owning their own literal voice, their speaking voice, their singing voice, their oral voice, they experience this incredible sense of empowerment and freedom and liberation. And that opens up their access to all the ways in which they use their voice in their lives as partners, as employees, as bosses, as citizens, as leaders, um, as creative people. And it, I just keep finding over and over again that the more the more people really get in touch with their voice and, and learn to love it because so many people don't, that it just releases all kinds of um, wonderful access to themselves. Mm. Yeah. It's so interesting. That was very long-winded. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> perfect. Okay. Good answer. It's perfect. <laughs> um, it's so interesting because I feel so many of us use our voice in in an unconscious way, whether, you know, speaking like grunting or, you know, making sounds that mm -hmm. reflect the emotion that we're having. But we often, when it comes time to use our voice in an intentional or a conscious way, a lot of us get like that freeze. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so do you find that in introducing this idea of, of yoga, of voice? Yes. People are scared. <laughs> why? So why, why do you think that is? Us. So many of us, I think, are, you know, people will say, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's that it, there's something that feels so vulnerable yes. <laughs> for us about using our voices. And I, you know, I, I think we are all probably aware of things that have been said. I, you know, I try to think about why is that? Why is it that using our voices for so many of us makes us feel so vulnerable? Um, I mean, culturally, many of us had our voices taken away from us. I, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't mean to generalize, but it's a lot of women, yeah. um, various ages that really feel like they never got to have a voice. Or maybe it's you were, a, you were one of seven children and you felt like ah, you never found your place. Um, for many of us, we were told somewhere along the line, oh yeah, you, you shouldn't sing. You can just mouth the words. There's a lot of judgment that comes at us um, about the sound of our voice. And I think a lot of us have memories of things that were said to us or things that we said <laughs> that we're very aware of how mm -hmm. long those things last. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, mm -hmm. there is that saying, um, you know, be careful of your thoughts because they become, be careful of your thoughts, for they become your words. Be careful of your words, 
because they become your actions. Be careful of your actions, they become your character. Be careful of your character, it becomes your destiny. Mm. And we're so aware that right in the root of that are our words and... Um, you know, in the world of yoga, we would say, you know, if you're looking at the, the body and the, the energy centers, the narrowest point in that pathway is the throat. Yeah. Oh, wow. And we even have, we have so much language for, you know, the stuckness that you're describing um, that gets, you know, things getting stuck in, our, in the throat. We say, oh, I got a lump in my throat. <laughs> and we know what that means is, ooh, there's this big feeling from my gut, second chakra, we might say, um, the home of emotions in the world of chakras. There's this big feeling in my gut that wants to rise up, and literally we experience it as sensation, like a... Yes. <sighs> yeah. And then we know also when we have a really great cry <laughs> or a really great laugh where we just go out into the woods and we go, ah! <laughs> how incredibly freeing that is to open up that narrow pathway. Mm. But you're right. So why, why is that, that, that so many of us have that? What is that? It's so, so this has been a topic in my household since I was like a small, small child. Mm. My whole family's immersed in voice and music. Ah. And, um, and yeah, so I, fr always, I failed to tell you this. I apologize, but. <laughs> I was really excited about the yoga voice. Um, That's great. But this has always been a topic. And, you know, my mom has been teaching voice since I was a peanut. And, um, mm. you know, we would always say, like, of in the musical realm, like, singers are often the most emotional in their critique and in their feedback. Mm. And because it's like the voice is so personal, you know, it's like there's no... There's nothing to blame. You, you know, there's mm. no strings to blame. There's no, oh, I need to replace mm. my reeds and like, you know, in my clarinet or my horn. But it's like, oh, no, this is just me. So whatever yeah. comes out is like a complete reflection of you. So it's, yeah, it's, a, it's wild. Yes. And that's why so many things are coming up in my head as you're saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reason I think this work works is just because of what you just said it is such a reflection mm. and so we think that oh it just is what it is and there's nothing that i can do about that and of course anybody who's a singer who's had any kind of theater training you know that's not true we actually have so much ability to affect what comes out mm. and to learn a lot of it is breathing a lot of it is relaxation. That's what so much of the work is about, is allowing and breathing, being with. And that's also theater work. <laughs> it's yoga work. It's theater work. Yeah. Um, and we learn that, oh, my gosh, I can actually be more resonant than I thought I could. Oh, my gosh, I actually can project across a room. I didn't realize I could do that. And there is something that happens when we realize, oh, I can, I can technically learn to adjust what this is and I can actually produce a sound that is more, com more confident, bolder, freer, 
more a reflection of who I really want to be. And then when we practice doing that, we start to feel that on the inside. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. The voice, <laughs> right? just the voice as a whole, the voice and sound is so powerful. And I, I know I'm going to butcher this. I like religion. Oh, please is, do. It, <laughs> <laughs> like religion and calling up uh, language and calling up text is not my strong suit. But, you know, what is it in, in a lot of religious texts? It's like the, Oh, like the the creation of the universe um, was the word and the word is God or, you know, and yes. it's like that theme is repeated yes. in so many religious texts and it's like yes. that vibration. At, yeah. first, at first there was the word. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, uh, this is, a, that's about all I can tell you. Um, <laughs> I was brought up Catholic and yeah. Catholics traditionally. You just don't read the Bible that much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's what the Old Testament says. Um, that's what the Torah says. That, and then in yoga, the teaching is the, the ancient yogic scripts say the same thing. They say, at first there was the sound of Om. Yeah. So yeah. It, it is amazing. I mean, what is that, that these different cultures, these different spiritual, spiritual traditions say that there is something so powerful about the vibration of sound that 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 they they look to that as the the thing that brought life into being hmm. i agree that's pretty cool yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. and it's yeah you want to say something no. Um, <laughs> no i think it's really cool i think you have an interesting two people here because you have uh kim who grew up her whole life like singing and experimenting with her voice um and you have me who i i've always felt very uncomfortable with my voice um not mostly like i i'm not a person who would ever sing um mm -hmm. and i just like i'm a person that would say i can't sing and i know now mm -hmm. that after I've, I've been with kim for a while that like her and her family tell me that's not a real thing. You can't, you can't, everybody can sing. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they have said that to you. But I'm, I'm not the kind of that. person who sings in the shower. Like, you know, I just don't yeah. even want to hear it myself. Um, and so I understand the vulnerability piece. Like I, I've had moments where I've had breakthroughs in my own life where I feel like, oh, like I can actually stand in my voice a little bit in terms of speaking. And I understand how powerful that can be because it's like, mm -hmm a world opens up to you in a sense yeah. and like you can actually speak your truth. And I think there's a big difference in my life of like when I felt like I couldn't speak my truth and I had to just go along with things and be like kind of the smaller person. And that might be kind of what you were saying. Like I'm the youngest of five and maybe that's just mm. kind of how I was raised in the sense that like I couldn't get my voice in. <laughs> um, but there is a sense of, I think when you start to feel it, like it's this profound moment of like I can whoa I can speak my truth and there's some worthiness to it yeah and so and like I, you said it opens up something that is yeah. so much bigger <laughs> it's so much bigger yeah. yeah so much bigger just by using the voice yeah and, like, and go ahead. I was just gonna say it's interesting that you were saying for us that you know the two of you <laughs> yeah. you know two different kinds of people and there I do sometimes when I when I teach this workshop, I feel like there are two different kinds of people in the room. When you said, Kimberly, that 
you said, yeah, you know, we use our voices all the time. You know, we're grunt and we sigh and we moan. And as soon as I heard you say that, I went, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do. I grew up, you know, my dad, God bless, he, every, whenever he's doing anything. <laughs> and, and my mom talks to herself, you know, she talks out loud. And then I meet this other part of the population, like, no, to yeah. try and get a lot of people just to grunt or moan or sigh or make the smallest bit of improvisational sound. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, such respect when they, they have the desire to, to try to push up against that, that edge of their comfort zone. But it, even that is even really that, challenging yeah. for a lot of folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's so self-conscious. It, it is a comfort zone. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. It's like, mm -hmm. eh, people are going to hear me. Right. <laughs> and what would that be? What, what do you imagine that would like people when you say, oh my God, people are going to hear me. What do I don't you, know. What yeah. do you think that inner? It's funny. It, for my inner dialogue, like I think I've had the fear that I've worked through consciously now for many years and, and still work through. But I think I've had a fear for a long time. And maybe it's something somebody said to me. I actually don't know the root of it. Where I feel like, like looking stupid is mm -hmm. the worst. You know, like looking or like and in the easiest way to look stupid is to say something or sound, you know, like really make a fool of yourself with your words or the yeah. way that you sound. Um, yeah. And I think rationally, I know that's silly. Like, you, you know, rationally, I can think, what's the worst that happens? I, I laugh at myself like, you know, great. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm not being rational, I'm just in that place of fear. That's the fear is like, I'm going to sound very dumb. And that, for some reason, is going to be humiliating. And public humiliation is yeah, <laughs> yeah is, is the fear of public humiliation is huge. Yeah. Yep. It is. I think of it as I had the most fascinating conversation with somebody recently. Um, I was in Costa Rica, mm. and <laughs> I nice. <laughs> just just a few short weeks ago, I was in Costa Rica, <laughs> and. I had led a yoga retreat there, and then I made the fabulously intelligent decision to stay on afterward and just give myself a little retreat. Mm. And I, I sort of became friends with uh, this young man who we ended up taking a lot of yoga classes together. The retreat center offered morning and afternoon yoga and very different practices. He's very powerful. He does a lot of Baptiste and... Mm. Um, but we became friends and we sat and talked at dinner and he really wanted to understand why on earth I would ever want to be a yoga teacher. For him, it was such a naked thing to stand up in front of a group of people and teach a practice that in which one would have to be so naked, mm. so vulnerable. And I said, that's why. <laughs> I said, I think that what I experience in those moments when I meet, because I'm still, pretty much every time I teach, I'm nervous. Mm. Every time when I was an actor for decades, I was nervous pretty much every time I went on stage 
And the more I did that, the more I met my fear, that moment that you're talking about yeah, of but... the public, the possible, <laughs> oh my God, I might, I might be totally, <laughs> <laughs> you know, turned to a puddle here in front of these people. And yet I went on. Mm. That for me is, has been a, those are the defining moments of my life. Mm. All of, whether they were moments on stage, um, I'm thinking of a moment when I jumped out of an airplane, you know, with a parachute and a, <laughs> and a tandem jumper. But those moments when I have met my fear and <gasps> arrived anyway, and that for me is so much about what the voice work is. Yeah. Like giving people some of that um, because it changes you. Then the more of those you have, the less you realize, oh my God, there is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing that if I can sit in my own discomfort of the fear of that public humiliation and still put my voice out into the mm. room, put my words out into the room, put my intention out into the room, put my vulnerable self out into the room, then nobody else has any control over me. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's, you know, that's the great gift of yoga is, right, just saying, you know, for me, the, the practice of yoga is very much about being, becoming more comfortable with my own discomfort. Yeah. Because then what's happening out in the world, <laughs> like in a moment like, <laughs> like this, right <laughs> like right now, um, that has less power over me. I get to choose how I respond. And do you feel this is... A well, no, it's on topic, but do you feel like you expand your comfort zone or do you just feel like you get more resilient in, in like handling that fear or is it the same every mm. time? Like it's just always. <laughs> wow. It's definitely, that's a great question. Thank you. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it's both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there are things that there are things that I you know things that I step into so much more quickly like yeah why not give it a shot um, that I wouldn't have yeah. years ago and I think that's because I've yeah I, I my comfort zone is expanding a bit and mm -hmm. and some of it is you know the level of nervousness is not what it was right thirty years ago. Um, but I still can feel the, the yeah, there's, flutter. There's, the, yeah. <laughs> there's also a knowledge now, I guess, that you've starting to, you're starting to trust that you can get through that. Like, yeah. it, you know, like, I think the first couple of times that happens, it's hard to believe that you can get through it. Yeah. And now I sort of, I sort of thrive on it. I mean, there are certain classes like, um, I teach something called let your yoga dance. Yeah. Which is, take, which is <laughs> when, when we can be in person. That sounds yes. awesome. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. wait. <laughs> it is largely when I teach that it's a practice of dancing through the chakras. And it, it's not like teaching Zumba where I know what the choreography is. It's very much about bringing myself to a place of self-trust. Mm. And I have some idea. I mean, I've created my playlist. I'm familiar with the music. I might have some idea of the vague overall structure 
of the hour, which is typically what I teach. Um, but I have no idea how that's going to go. I mean, same thing with a yoga class too, but it just feels a little bit more structured. And now I know that when I start a Let Your Yoga Dance class and I feel teary <laughs> and I feel like, <gasps> <laughs> that it's probably going to be a really good class huh. because That's I know that I'm going to have to, that I'm in a place where, okay, you feel really vulnerable. <sighs> if I can just settle into that and trust whatever happens, those are usually the best. That's interesting. That is interesting. But, yeah. And isn't, but it's the same thing in any moment of our lives, right? It's true, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though, you know, falling in love. Yeah, you're feeling starting, it more. Yeah, starting yeah. any great venture, like, <gasps> yeah. oh my God. But if I can stay here, if I can withstand this, I know this is going to be magnificent. Mm. This relationship, this whatever we're giving birth to, trying to give birth to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to share this because I think it's it's funny. My um, everyone has their nervous thing, you know. Their mm -hmm. whether it's the sweaty hands or there's you know the shakiness or whatever your response is. And for as long as I can remember, mine has always been a, like a, a catch in the throat. And the feeling mm -hmm. like I have to like gulp. And so mm. I, and I remember as, you know, as I was getting used to just, you know, singing in public, I could end up, end up singing for a ton of strangers, no problem. But then to sing at like a high school basketball game, like the national anthem oh. or something at a high school basketball game, no, like I would be a puddle and yeah. um <laughs> and it's so interesting because mine mm. that nervous thing for me would be right in my mm. throat and it would be like a gulp and sometimes my voice would just cut out mid like sentence or mid word and I'd have to gulp and I'd just be like this is a cruel <laughs> joke <laughs> oh yeah I understand and as you were talking about that it was like yeah I gotta swallow I gotta <laughs> swallow <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and so then it would be funny because I remember my mom would always like she would know, oh, she's nervous if I would start leaving a lot of space in between phrases to make sure that I could, like, <laughs> breathe, swallow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it would happen when you were talking about, like, the high school basketball game. Oh, is yeah. that because you were more... I, it's the personal. Personal. Which is, yeah. of course, like, it's more vulnerable. Strangers is fine because you leave mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you won't see them again, most likely. But yeah. the closer it gets, then it's like, ah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And for some people, it's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. often ask people in, in the yoga voice workshops that I do, so, you know, what are the places where you feel like your voice disappears? And there's mm -hmm. a huge segment of the population for whom it is <gasps> public speaking. And right. the bigger the audience, the scarier it is. And then there's the other segment of the population that it seems to be like the more personal, the yeah, more intimate. intimate. Sometimes it's confrontation. Oh, yeah. um, sometimes it's with children, their children, or with their parents, or with their beloved. 
someplace where you feel like there's going to be a, the possibility of rejection. Um, but it's funny that we have these two places where many of us, it's like either the more intimate or the more public. So The scarier yeah. it gets. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys evaluating your relationship right in this like, moment? Yeah. yeah. Where Absolutely. Is it now? <laughs> where is my voice disappeared? <laughs> um, so what does a, a process look like? I mean, you can take us on a, as detailed as you want. We can do experiential mm. if you want. So, it, you know. Um, it, all, yeah, it can be so many different things. Right. Um, like I said, I really draw from the world of yoga and from the world of theater. If I'm working one-on-one -on -one with someone, which I do increasingly, and I do that in person, I do that virtually, which was so fun. <laughs> Is some of it is talking and trying to get at, you know, like the little, the things that you guys are revealing now about, you know, like, oh, <laughs> it's this, 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 for me, it's this need to gulp, you know, yeah. um, and helping people to identify like, what are the situations? What's the, what happens? What is the thought process? Where do I experience, you know, the mm. sensation um, and then we sort of take that into exercises one-on-one. -on -one, it might be, it's always some breathing. I mean, breathing is, breathing is everything. Mm -hmm. um, without the voice, without the breath, there is no voice. I mean, really very little happens in the throat, ideally, mm -hmm. because all there is is, you know, there's some folds of tissue there <laughs> that the breath just makes go <laughs> if we're lucky if they're nice and relaxed and they come together and they separate you know um in unison and then if they're working well and you know they're nice and relaxed then that sound that's produced by that vibration just bounces off of the skull and off of the sinuses and literally bounces they say off of through all of the bones in our bodies so that we some people say that we're like we're like walking rattles we are like drums because the sound doesn't just happen here mm -hmm. the sound actually happens through our whole bodies and we know that when we start to make sound and we start to pay attention like whoa there's vibration in my palms there's mm -hmm. vibration in my chest there's vibration in my head um so the work will be just experiments and different different sounding um sometimes we'll get up and we'll you know and we'll i'll do a lot of chanting um if we're in a group situation and talk about what am i noticing what are the what are the sensations and can i put less of my effort on the musician the musicianship or on the manufacturing and can i actually like can i put more of my attention on receiving the gift of my own sound and just sort of tapping into what is that hmm. uh, just as we would in yoga just exercises to to remember it's not about what it sounds like it's hmm. about what it feels like yeah. It's not about what it, you know, the yoga posture looks like. It's about how does the posture feel? What's what's arising? We do the same thing. And sometimes we do take it. I take it into um into movement. Mm. I'll start with, 
you know, very playful, like getting the body moving and breathing and sounding because when we're in movement, people often feel more relaxed um, and they get out of their head because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just, they're in, they're in, which is why yoga works, right? Because, oh, right. my body, I'm, I'm focusing on what I'm doing. So I get people doing something with their bodies, throwing a ball, playing catch, um, tossing sound as if it were a ball, uh, mm-hmm. tossing balls of sound, tossing breath, very much from the, the world of theater. And then I'll have folks do uh, yoga flows where I, I teach them the resonant sounds of the chakras and we, we use those on every exhale. There's, there's a sound and we use that sound to connect to a different part of that energy pathway. Um, we'll do standing postures because I, you know, I, always like to say, yeah, it's nice to move. And sometimes we need to stand our ground. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying for us, right. like to stand in my truth. Yeah. And what does it feel like to embody a Tadasana and speak? First, it's, you know, just sound. It's just ohms. It's just huh. It's something that doesn't mean anything. And then we later on, we say like, now it's I am and your name. And then it's I am and something that you want to claim about you and your voice. And um, so we work with affirmations. And um, the work honestly just keeps growing. And I keep learning from working with people what, what works. And I, mm. I have the luxury of having, you know, 20 years of <laughs> 20 years of theater practice in the world of theater and i did i really started taking classes from the time i was 12 um and studying saying yep i am going to be a theater actor <laughs> mm-hmm. um and taking that very seriously and uh so i have 20 years of, of theater training and mm-hmm. then i have 15 years of yoga training and i just keep drawing on stuff and it's really <laughs> fun yeah. it's really, it's very organic. I'm, I'm laughing because even you talking about these things and the idea of them is giving me butterflies in my stomach <laughs> and making me, <laughs> making, me, making me have this fidgeting energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a really good sign. This would be really good work for you. Yeah, it is probably. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm having the opposite. I was just thinking about, um, so I was just in Belize not too long ago and um we had arrived there we were about to lead uh, a, a week retreat and it's so windy like it's march is known to be like the trade winds blow in and it's just mm. crazy windy windy where we are um and so i was having a really hard time grounding in my body like my breath couldn't deepen in any way and so doing a movement practice where every exhale was like a hum or some kind of sound is like a, oh, so grounding for me. <laughs> and there we have it. That example, there are <laughs> two kinds of people. Two kinds of people when it comes to this. Yeah. So, and I think both really benefit from it. I mean, the folks like you, Kimberly, for whom this is so natural and like, oh, it's just, it's so yummy. And it feels like it just lets you feel more at home. And then the folks for whom it, 
just even the idea of it, Forrest, <laughs> as you're saying, just brings up trepidation. It's, uh, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's also, I, I also find that interesting too, because I think of talk therapy, right? And the mm -hmm. ability to use your own voice to express your truth and to express your vulnerability. And I like that's something that I feel through your words, you're actually very grounded in expressing mm -hmm. your truth. Mm. Yeah, there's a difference for me for talking and making sounds, though. I think, mm. I, I don't know, you know, speaking just alone, I feel okay. Um, the idea of kind of making sounds and being silly with it, like, gives me a little bit of anxiety, which, I, you know, is just funny to me. And, and I do, and I've even done, so I've worked... Obviously, you know, I work with Jovina. Yeah. And I've done a workshop like this with her once. We did, you know, mm -hmm. and it was really cool. And I've seen like profound effects. You know, we had somebody that was a student who um, has become a good friend of mine. And, and she, like, when we did it, got to a point where she couldn't even speak. Like, mm -hmm. she was supposed to say an I am statement, you know, and mm -hmm. that was kind of the end of the workshop. And I, you know, I remember she just like was sitting there crying, looking at us because she, like, couldn't get any words out of her mouth because it was so powerful but she had said like for her she had been suppressed for so long and told she wasn't supposed to speak yeah and so it was actually a huge breakthrough for her like she was very happy when we were done because she felt like for the first time she could kind of gain control of her voice and what was funny is she like we heard her voice change a little bit like the like the octave in which she spoke which was i'm guessing it dropped yeah it dropped which oh, is kind yeah. of crazy cool but even that like i do know like i've done a few of them and and they do feel good. Like I, I actually enjoy them when I get into them. But there's that nervous feeling every time. And I think a lot of people resonate with me when I say this. Like I'm the kind of person that when a school took attendance, I would be like counting down the people to my name of just being like, okay, all I have to say is I'm here, but like, let me get that right. Like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> and like it would come and I'd be like, I'm here. I'd be like, dang, I messed it up. <laughs> Oh, that's so <laughs> endearing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so um, there's like, oh, you know, there's that to work through. But I, I enjoy playing with it, but it takes that level of courage that you were talking about of like, I'm going to be nervous and we're going to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to pass. <laughs> yeah. And just that is so human what you just said, that story. <laughs> that is, I think you are so, I, I resonate with that to a certain degree. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people do. We put so much attention, we, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do. I, I do actually think they do. Yeah. I mean, when, when people, you know, it, it, a lot of the work that I do in, in yoga actually secretly or sometimes more, <laughs> more obviously brings in wor uh, work from my, my theater background and um so there is often a kind of an element of just helping people to feel more present and embodied and freer and more liberated mm -hmm. because i think that the more we do that the more joy we experience um and i you know i always have to tell people like we're going to go around the room <laughs> and you're going to say two words your first name, you already know that. <laughs> and, 
and one word that expresses how you're feeling in the moment. And I, you know, I let them know, I say, just put all your attention on listening. Listen to the people. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, can you that's hear true. the person, every single person that speaks right before you and every person that speaks right after you? Yeah. Um, I to try know. and take the the to try and take the the focus off of yourself and all of that nervousness that you're describing. Yeah, mm. and I'm curious about this because I, I understand that sensation of like I just said, even trying to say I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. I stop paying attention to what's around me, but I, I am curious too. You mentioned like you you feel like it brings more joy into people's lives, and I've and I've heard this saying in relation to uh, feelings. Like if you turn the dial down on feeling Mm. then it turns the dial down and all feeling like if i turn the dial down saying you know i don't want to be sad anymore i also turn down the dial of saying i don't want to be happy i'm curious about this with voice too because it it seems to be true at least for me is like if i turn the dial down on being heard and being honest i feel like sometimes i also am turning the dial on on like laughing like and then i'm also kind of suppressing Mm. like my voice with laughter does that sound true or like am i making that up it's possible i'm making it up (laughs) <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I've never really thought of it in that concrete a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense to me. Um, laughter is one. You know, I <laughs> another thing that I will do with people is um, trick them into doing laughter. Yeah. And, oh, my God, you can watch the people like, do not make me do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me, don't make me laugh. (laughs) And it, that is always so fascinating to watch. Like, what's, what is happening in someone's mind? I mean, I'm not an expert in laughter yoga, but we know that, we know that just going through the motions of laughter raises endorphins. It does all sorts of amazing things for the nervous system. It lowers your blood pressure. It, you know, boosts immunity. It's fantastic for the whole body. And yet, for many of us, like, okay, you're going to laugh now, <laughs> mechanically, um, until it becomes natural. Some of us just, yeah, yeah shut right shut down. Shut down. Yeah. It's interesting. So and I interesting. have to think... Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to circle back because I'm curious about this. You um, mentioned the woman in the yoga teacher training and that her voice had changed and you, mm. you said, oh, it must have dropped. So what, what makes you say that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, it, it seems to me... You know, that it's often, it's a lack of breath that for many, you know, for many folks who don't, um, particularly the people who feel like, as you said about this, this woman, that she, she never felt like she had permission mm-hmm. to use her voice. And it, it creates a constriction and constriction energetically means no breath and no breath means that the voice is going to be more in the head. It's going to be more shallow breath. It's generally going to be higher. And when we open up the pathways, the voice usually becomes more resonant, lower, you know, um, 
so much power comes for, for a lot of folks from helping them tap into the, the chest voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you use, so it was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you use like breathing techniques with people? Yeah. 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 Anything, anything specific? Yeah, we do. Um, often it's relax, learning to really relax the belly. Mm-hmm. And do like the really drop the breath as low as we can. Um, I like to do a lot of vision, vision envisioning. Um, you know, if you're if you're sitting, mm-hmm. and you can try this with. We're me. gonna be your students. <laughs> okay, you're gonna be my students here. We're gonna do some some breath, and yeah, you can close your eyes if you'd like, and find a nice long spine. So for this work, it's really important that the spine be long so that that whole energy pathway from the tail to the crown of the head is open and broad. And you've probably in the world of yoga, you've done dirga breath or three-part breath where you breathe into the belly, the ribs, and the chest. And for this, I like to envision even lower. So if you can imagine that you can breathe when you breathe in, not just to your belly, but breathe into your pelvic bowl and imagine, if you will, you could relax your genital area, relax the buttocks, and almost as if your buttocks were balloons. And that you can breathe way down into this balloon of your whole pelvis so that as you sit each breath is allowing you to become broader wider more grounded And then if you wanted to play with just adding just the simplest experiment of putting some sound on top of that, just start by having the intention that you're going to make some sound and we're going to play with a simple sound, huh, as if it were spelled H-U-H. And this is right out of the world of theater, Kristen Linkler's Freeing the Natural Voice work. Beautiful teacher, great book. And you have the intention to make sound. And in response to that, the body knows to take a breath in. And you let the breath drop in almost as if it were like you were letting in a drop of water and bringing it right down into that pelvic bowl. And imagine the pelvic bowl is like a well filled with water and as that drop of breath comes in it drops right into that well and you can see the ripples go out in all directions and when you release the sound that sound that breath comes up like a bubble comes right up through the length of the spine takes a soft right turn at the back of the throat and you just let out a really soft easy And if you want to try that 
Yeah. Try, huh. try just a couple. Mm -hmm. Huh. Huh. Nice. And think of effortless ease. So what we're trying to tap into here is that there's nothing straining about this. It's really about just letting the breath drop in. Huh. That's it. Beautiful. Huh. Yeah. Try one more like that. Huh. Huh. Yeah. And then if you wanted to play with, say, working on keeping effortless ease, but letting your voice become more resonant, imagine that that bubble of breath, that bubble of sound, that huh, is just going to plop out a little further away from you, like six feet away. Huh. Huh. Yeah. And then you could open your eyes to just take in the space, the walls in front of you, however much space you have, and, and just play with sending that sound out without any more strain, without any more effort, maybe just more breath, but just wanting that bubble of sound to travel onto the wall opposite you. Huh. Huh. Yeah. And you can just keep changing the focus of your eyes and just send your sound, you send your intention to wherever you want it to go. Huh. Huh. Making sure that the whole body stays nice and relaxed. You keep that sense of effortless ease. Huh. Huh. can even try taking some up to the ceiling. But if you do, you want to keep the back of the neck really long so that the channel stays really open, the jaw stays relaxed. Huh. Huh. You can try some right down to the earth in front of you. Huh. Huh. Nice. And then take a big breath in, big breath out. <laughs> Forrest, you made it. I made it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> you made some unplanned sounds. There were no words involved. Oh, I did it. Did you notice anything? I did. I, um, so I, f I started to feel nervous when I realized we were going to sound. I, when, I, <laughs> when we were breathing, I was like, cool, I can do this. I can breathe. And then when I realized we were going to sound, I started to feel like just those nerves. And mm -hmm. for me, it's a lot like butterflies in the stomach. Like that's yeah. usually where mm -hmm. I get it. And I feel a little bit in the throat, um, but I don't feel necessarily like the throat clogs up for me. And <clears throat> although now I have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so i did have to take some big gulps and then i i think the visualization actually really helped me so when you said like the ripples in the water mm -hmm. uh, 
for some reason that helped me like deepen the breath because when I, I realized we were going to sound, I immediately felt like since we were tuning into the body, I immediately felt my breath constrict because mm-hmm. we had this deep, calm breath going. And then all of a sudden I was like still breathing deeply, but I felt it just like shallow a little bit. Yeah. And um, so having that well to breathe into helped. And then the balloon thing kind of helped me in terms of I still felt a little bit sometimes like when I was doing it, I was coming from my throat instead Mm of like deep down, but the balloon helped me visualize. I don't know if this is what you're going for, but (laughs) visualizing like filling the balloon and almost like it was just like popping Mm, uh, at the top. And and that was like the sound for me. Um, So visualization definitely calmed me down, but I felt some stuff arise in my breath tighten, which was interesting because I've never thought of, uh, my breath tightening when that happened. I only feel mm-hmm. like I usually only feel that butterfly in the stomach or mm-hmm. like the need to gulp suddenly. Yeah. It's probably, I'm guessing just a great self-awareness. Like, <laughs> Oh, actually it's not just butterflies. Actually there's also, I mean, what I heard was also something is happening and my breath is responding and my, my diaphragm is tightening. Yeah. And that, you know, I think that's the, you know, we were saying, why is it that the voice makes us feel so vulnerable? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Using that so many of us, because it is such a reflection. It is such a reflection of that inner world. Yeah, it is. And we're like, oh my God, that's going to give away that I'm nervous. My mm-hmm. voice is, and it, it is in it a is. way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like you, you know, any tension, whether it is habitual tension of, oh my God, I walk, you know, I spend my life with my shoulders up around my ears or, you know, I, I carry tension in my chest, whether it's physical tension or mental tension of, oh my God, she's going to make me sound now. <laughs> yeah. Um, or mm. emotional tension of, who knows what um it all tension just shows up in the voice yeah it does but i i i will say like right now i feel a little freer mm-hmm. and even like um i don't know why but i feel like it easier to smile like kind of this like endorphin mm. feeling of like a little happier so that's interesting yeah. <laughs> cool <laughs> so there's an interesting twist yeah how <laughs> to get you sound in some walks yeah <laughs> What about you? Yeah, that, I really loved. I really loved the low breath visual. Mm. Um, for me, I have tried so hard to just be on board and be connected to Dirga breath, and I just we have such <laughs> a hard relationship with that breath and oh. I, uh-huh. because it seems it's always seems so counterintuitive for me to like to fill up into my chest mm-hmm. just because I, I think for so many years was taught like you know diaphragmatic breathing breathe low and like really anchor the breath low in the body so that mm-hmm. I was like oh this feels great <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in the visual mm-hmm. of um you know like the the balloon and the water you know dropping in to create the ripple it was just like really helpful that it was like a, a an effortless way to drop in like it doesn't have to be so forced and so yeah um mm. strong in it a, in a tense way yeah um and i wonder if that's for you because you said you you've sung your whole life yeah and i took a 
I actually fell out of love with my voice through the process of singing training and stopped singing for decades. And it was chanting that got me back. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because of, it became so much. Singing for me became, not that this was their intention, but my teachers <laughs> made me so self-conscious about the technique Mm -hmm. And, you know, am I, yes, am I taking that big, very intentional breath really low? Am I relaxing my jaw? Is my tongue resting in the base of my mouth? Is the upper palate, is it lifting? And for me, the falling in love with sounding, I won't say falling in love with the sound of my own voice, but falling in love with sounding again mm -hmm. came from coming back to yoga, <laughs> coming to yoga. And, and once again, like, it's not about what it sounds like. We yep. don't care. You don't have to hit the notes. Yep. Just, you know, offer it out mm. to the cosmos, offer it mm -hmm. to the divine. That's, and... so, that's so funny. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> in, in very much a similar sense, I was um, working for a while. I used to work like full-time singing and then after really diving into yoga and then working with like some sound sound healing meditation and working with sound in that way i was also in some sense like fell completely out of love with singing and mm. singing for other and singing for the response of other to like entertain or whatever it is and also similarly i think more coming back into the the fun and the joy of playing with my voice but through the lens of like cr like making soundscapes with vowels and weird tones that yeah yes. are just yes. like for myself <laughs> yeah, yeah i but, love to do that stuff mm, yeah oh yeah and for but, me that is that is letting go of that the very intentional technical breath and instead no it's all about again and again and again come back to allow allow effortless mm. ease effortless ease mm -hmm. hmm. i did notice the the sounding for me i had like uh my little like judgment fairy who was mm. like and coming into sound and then it felt like in my mind like soft or weak and then i'm like oh this is interesting <laughs> that i'm like having this dialogue and mm -hmm. um but the, yeah, for me, the sound didn't feel as rooted or like as deep as the breath felt. Mm. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is, this is interesting. Like what's coming out externally doesn't feel as embodied as the breath. Mm -hmm. And that might be because we just did it a few times. Yeah. Who knows? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great awareness. I think too, as somebody that, hasn't experimented a lot with voice that the idea of like making sound for either other people or making sound in this way or making sound to like really be heard. Um, there's a sense too of like rigidity. Rigidity. That's the word. Rigidity to it. <laughs> and a feeling of like, you have to like either like shout it out or project it, which feels uncomfortable to me. And so it's really interesting to go in the opposite direction of like completely relaxing and letting it come out with like real ease mm -hmm. actually felt a lot more comfortable yeah, and felt kind of opposite of, I guess, the mental picture I had drummed up. Mm -hmm. mm. And then what is it like to carry that, that ease into a place where 
you can make a lot more sound mm-hmm. um, because I think the two can really coexist. Yeah. More breath, but not more strain. Right. Interesting. Mm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so in the, in the yoga of voice, mm-hmm. in, in our like traditional eight-limbed uh, yogic practice where there's, mm-hmm. you know, this sit down and these are your daily practices and, you know, whatever those may be, there could be a different set for each individual. Are there daily practices that you've adopted or that you suggest others to adopt? Honestly, the one that I suggest the most often is sing. (laughs) I tell people over and over and over again, I'm like, just start singing whatever music you love. Sing in your car, sing in the bathroom, just start making more sound is, um, yeah. And in an ideally in a place in which you don't feel like you're being judged by anybody else so that you're, you know, you're on your own, you can sing loud. Um, I also, you know, there are certain things I suggest sort of vocal warm ups to just get more familiar with your voice first thing in the morning or whenever you take a shower, you know, a hot, hot steamy place is a great place to to just start to do some hmm, hmm, some nice moany groany sounds is really good just get in the habit kimberly is already very comfortable with this but <laughs> but for those of us that aren't <laughs> so comfortable just getting in the habit of yeah making, making noise. sound yeah. making noise is really great um if you do like if you're a yogi and you like if you enjoy chanting music download some of your your favorite chanting music simple is really good and i think chants are really what the simple chants are really great because often they're in a very narrow vocal range mm-hmm. as opposed to say a pop song where you feel like you've suddenly <laughs> got to be able to hit the high notes to do it right Chants are often in a really simple range and you can learn a simple chant and find your comfort zone and just riff on that for a while. And to have that be part of your, you know, if you do get on your mat, if you have a meditation practice, to have a couple minutes of just oming Mm. is a fabulous thing. Whatever you can do, though, to, to make sound. I love playing with the resonant sounds of the chakras um, mm-hmm. or the seed sounds of the chakras. And um, there are so many things. But I guess I would say my number one thing is sing. Sing. <laughs> sing. I sing. think that, yeah, I think I could get into chanting because that mm-hmm. singing has always befuddled me because i a don't know any lyrics um mm-hmm. <laughs> you and me both <laughs> which becomes a problem when i'm trying to sing a song yeah. and also people do hit notes that i just like i don't, can't even fathom um and so chanting i feel like you can also get into that rhythm where they just kind of repeat it and so i can just kind of mm-hmm. like get into the rhythm with them um this is just another side story about me because i'm just revealing my relationship with sound <laughs> Uh, I've been a yoga teacher for, I don't know, four years now and maybe, yeah. And 
I would have, I never, it was a big moment this year that I led an ohm because my entire time teaching, I was like, I don't, I would never lead an ohm. Like I can't do wow. it. And yeah. so finally this year, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to end this class with an ohm. <laughs> and how'd it go? I did it. It was yeah. a, little, a little scary, but people, <laughs> if I, I think if nobody chimed in, it would have been a lot worse, but people chimed in. So it was good. <laughs> I'm sure it was I did it in a safe space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so our three seeds. Our three, seeds um, three seeds. These yes. you can answer quickly. Um, okay. Just kind of like three final questions that um, we have before you. Okay. Um, first one being, we've adjusted this one since we are in quarantine. It used to be a billboard, but hmm. if there was a text message that you could send to the entire world, everyone would read it and get it. What would it say? Oh, and is it specific to this time? It's whatever you're feeling like you want to say right now. Oh, you are brilliant and correct. Hmm. Correct. <laughs> correct. That's. A- I am. <laughs> this um, is my mo- this is my mantra that I I try to practice inside. I, I am brilliant and correct. I am brilliant yeah. and correct. Brilliant and correct. What is uh, a book or your favorite book to give as a gift? And if you don't do that, no, your favorite your favorite book right now. Uh, right now, it's the one I'm reading, which is Overstory mm. by, oh God, who's it by? I have to look it up. Should Overstory. I look it up? Yeah. Overstory. Okay, let me look it up. Um, take a brief. Take a brief moment. Brief moment to look up <laughs> Overstory. Overstory. What's it about as we look it up? Oh, it's about trees. Oh. Mm. It's beautiful. It's like a... Um, oh. Is it it's by... It's Richard Powers. Okay. Richard, Richard Powers. Powers. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say Overstory by Richard Powers. This looks which, delightful. It's amazing. It you is... You should get this on the Kindle. Yes. Yeah, get it. It's sort of like um, fables interwoven like limbs of trees or roots of trees and and every story every individual story has a primary character and a tree that is a major character in that story and then they just start interweaving it's that's really beautiful beautiful. Yeah. yeah um and our third question will be unique to you and what is your favorite song to belt out <laughs> when you're by yourself right now? Mm. Do you need a genre? <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, uh, is there a favorite song to belt out? You know, I keep going to this song, and again, I have to look up to see who it's by. Let me, it's called, it's not really my favorite song to belt out, but it is, um, oh no, actually I know what it is. We Are Here by Alicia Keys. Oh, oh yeah. That is it. Cause I was actually dancing. I was dancing to that, um, when I did my Facebook live dance event <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. just on Friday. Oh, yeah. It's a fabulous anthem brings tears to my eyes and and it moves and it's just so perfect for right in this moment 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. You want to yeah. sing it? <laughs> Are you going to Only if you'll sing Do you know it? No. <laughs> oh. I will not uh, sing it with you. Um, uh, <laughs> one day. One day we'll get there. We are here. We are here for all of us. We are here for all of us. That's why we are here. That's why we are here. <laughs> I'm a good backup dancer. It's true. <laughs> yes, you are. Thank you for joining Check us it out. so much. Thank you. This you guys so are great. You guys are delightful. <laughs> Tether yourself back to the ground. This earth needs you.